Welcome to the GDPR Weekly Show, one of the top five GDPR podcasts worldwide. Here is what's coming up in this week's episode. Welcome everyone to episode 200 of the GDPR Weekly Show, the number one GDPR podcast worldwide. I'm really pleased to have this 200th episode. It's a special episode. We're not having the news like we normally do. This week, we've got a special interview with the number one UK motivational speaker, Mr. Brad Burton, who we'll be coming to in a moment. But first, a quick message for all our listeners. Hey, it's GDPR Weekly Show, episode 200. We value our 75,000 listeners. So from all of us, thank you. So, yeah, a great big thank you. And we're also running a competition for episode 200, but I'll come to that a bit later because Brad's waiting in the wings. So, Brad, take it away. Tell us, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about Brad the person. How did you get to where you are today? Great, great question. So, listen, uh, you said on the intro that I'm the UK's number one motivational speaker. I'm not. I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker, but we're going to get to that. So, listen, uh, born 1973. Uh, dad left when I was six months old. Mum brought me up as a single parent. I, um, a bit of a class clown, left school with no qualifications, got a job uh, working in retail. Then somehow managed to get myself a job working as a computer games writer on, on, on magazines. Then managed to get myself shot at in Manchester, then moved away, then had four years of depression, two years on, on benefits, been addicted to drugs twice, and um, and then I started my own business back in 2004. 2004, uh, I, I, and then the one that I'm most well known for is, is for networking, which became a national business networking organisation. So it all did, oh, and since that point, I've written four books, and I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker, and we can get to how I became uh, that later on. But, you know, I think if you look, listen to that kind of brief summary of my life, it's quite an eclectic, uh, it's, it's not a linear skill set. It's not a linear life, far from it. Um, so it depends. Two versions of Brad. You can either have Brad Burton, the guy who left school with no qualifications, got addicted to drugs twice, done four years on benefits, delivered pizzas at 31, got shot at when I was 21. Or you can have Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, four-time best-selling author, and uh, I'm founder of Four Networking and Network Central. Which, uh, Brad Burton, do you want, Keith? Uh, we'll go with the motivational speaker. Motivational business speaker. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go with the motivational business speaker today, Brad. Good. So so how, how did you become number one UK motivational business speaker? Um, you know what, Keith? It's a question that everyone always asks me. Yeah, and actually, the probably simple answer is I just made a website and said I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Now, here's the thing. The first person you've got to convince of your brilliance is you. So... If I said to you, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, which boxer am I referring to, Keith? Muhammad Ali. The greatest of all time. Now, actually, the, Muhammad Ali got beat five times, but the reason that we refer to Muhammad Ali as the greatest of all time, 40 years on, is because he referred to himself. So the first person you've got to convince of your brilliance is you. And actually, when it comes to the UK's number one motivational business speaker, it is a term that never existed until I made it up. There was always motivational speakers, there was business speakers, but there was never a motivational business speaker. There's no record of it. Um, I've Googled it. There's no you know record of motivational business speaker prior to me coming up with it. So this is the thing. It's a bit like you and I in a nightclub and uh, seeing a £20 note on the floor and me saying, Keith, pick that up. And you say, well, you saw it. No, but you're nearer. And whilst we're talking about it, somebody comes up, picks the 20 quid up, walks off, and then what happens is you and I start arguing, well, you should have picked it up. You saw it first. You were nearer. Boom. And that is exactly what I did. I saw something. I saw an opportunity to, to, to dominate a space that never existed. It sounds like it's been there since day one. It really hasn't. Brilliant. I love that analogy as well, the night up and the £20 note. Yeah. I think that's great. 
Um, so yeah, so let, let's move it forward a little bit then. So everything's going well, and and I know at the time, four N, which is your, was your main business at yeah. the time, was doing. Well, you'll you'll tell me in a minute. I'm sure how many how many meetings uh, nationwide every year. And then along came that thing called COVID, and suddenly, of course, the world changed. So what effect did that have on you and your business, Brad? And how did you uh, – I hate the word pivot, but how did you yeah. pivot to, to cope with that? So May 15, 2020, my business, All In, was around 2 million quid uh, turnover a year. And uh, May 16th uh, – I think it was May 15th, actually. Boris, May 16th, Boris said, please stay at home. <clears throat> And my business became no pounds overnight. My business was 5,000 business networking meetings across the UK, up and down the land. I live over in Somerset now. We've got board getting shot at in Manchester. And when I drive up and down the motorway, every single junction, on the left, on the right, Gloucester, Cheltenham, whatever, Worcester, every single one we had a four networking meeting at Brewers Fairs around the land. You know, there could be 25 meetings running in one in any given day. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so we had to stop. And we was the first networking organization to take our meetings online. We really was. You know, I, I, I move fast. I, I, I genuinely move fast. It's one of my uh, kind of cornerstones of how I operate. Um, have I got as much data as I'm going to get? Yeah, make a decision. And, um, you know, Barry said stay at home. And we thought, and I'll ask you the question, Keith. How long did you think that, um, you know, that this pandemic thing was going to go on for? Uh, I, I thought it would last three months at- probably six months at most and that's where and that's where we were so we prepared for a three-month battle and consequently it was bayonets on guys girls and this is what we're going to do and i I, kind of led the charge i led the charge to keep people up keep our member base engaged uh focused and remember you know primarily a lot of our businesses were micro to small businesses and as soon as you start standing on the on the the hose pipe of of a micro to small business it starts getting increasingly fraught every single week or month that goes on so we managed to get a, we couldn't get a Siebel's. Uh, we managed to get a bounce back loan, uh, 50 grand in. Three days later, uh, 50 grand out, gone. <laughs> and now, but everyone's been paid off. And it's just been a, been a, a difficult time. So we did pivot. We did change. We did move on. But let me be quite clear. We're not as big as we once was. And, um, you know, but that's okay. I'm, I, and I mean that sincerely. You know, I'm 49 right now. I'm 49. I'm not the, 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 the guy who started this off at 34 or whatever it was. I'm 49 and I look at the world differently. I look at the world differently. And I think we've all got to start looking at the world differently. I think we've all got to start looking at our lives differently because where we go wrong, and I certainly remember when I first moved from Salford to Somerset, is I was depressed. I'd go to the doctor, I'd get Fluxatine, Prozac, because I was depressed. And I look back now 20 years on and I think to myself, why was I depressed? Because I wanted to go back to a time and a place that no longer existed, Salford, before I got shot at, <laughs> Right. And this is what people are trying to do. People are trying to go back to the way that the world once was. The world has changed. We've all changed. And it's now time to change with that change. I 100% agree with you on that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think you've heard me say it before. But I absolutely believe that if we all aim just to go back to where we were, then actually those two and a half years of peril for everyone were for nothing. Huh. And, and, you know, I, I think it's a real disservice to those people who, you know, gave lots of time or it's yep. sadly even lost their lives in that time. If all we do is go back to where we were before. And well, I think, I think, I think the thing is about Keith is that, you know, the, 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 it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it no. doesn't exist. So, so, so you can try as you might. 
to go back to that, the, the entire framework. Now, let me be quite clear here. You and I are talking now on your 200th episode, and let me t- just tip my hat to you. 200 episodes, you know, that ain't no fly by night. That's not flashing the pan. That's consistent, and that's what you need in business and life. Consistency, and most people don't, most people tail off um, early on. But when I look at this whole thing now about going back to a place that no longer exists, that is where people end up getting themselves in a mess. So if I look at my life and I look at getting shot at in Manchester, if that hadn't have happened, I would never have moved away. I would never have met my wife. I would never have started a business. I'd never written four books. I'd never become a UK's number one motivational business speaker, says on my website. And I'd never be speaking to you right now. So everything happens for the reason, even the shitty stuff. And this is a bit that people don't recognize. So as difficult and as fraught and as, as, as difficult as it's been over the last few years, there will be a reason that will make sense at some point. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm quite agree with you on that. Talking about podcasts, Brad, I, I know that you've recently or you're in the process of launching your own podcast. So what, what can people expect on your podcast? What, 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 what's the aim of it, if you like, and what, what are you looking to do? Great question. So, listen, I think the short version is I've, I'm a motivational speaker. I find the positive in anything. And I've also got such a wide and varied network, you know, whether it's special forces, former police officers, former gangsters, uh, you know, I've got this – wide and varied network that I don't know if you used to have a Venn diagram I'm not sure there's anyone in the UK that would have such a wide and varied network and I'm going to be bringing interesting people on there who have either uh, succeeded big time or failed big time and actually trying to work out what the, 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 the key and core decisions that were made that kind of brought that, 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 that success or that failure to them. Because your success or failure in your life is going to be defined by your ability to make decisions, good ones and bad ones. And often in life, we don't know if something's a good decision or the bad decision until after the event. And I think that's what the Life Maker podcast is going to be about. It's about those core decisions that changed everything and actually how life would have been made completely different if you'd have made a different decision. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, great that you're trying the Life Maker brand through there as well. Mm. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I took part in your Life Maker course earlier this year and, uh, I was really quite shocked, I think, in some ways in, Things that I felt that I knew were skeletons in my cupboard that I thought I'd shut the door and locked it, but in fact I hadn't locked the door. Yeah, and and they were still getting out. Whereas you, with your help during that course, we managed you know to firmly lock the door. Yeah. Um, and so I would say to anyone listening that you know if if you want to improve your life, do have a look at Brad's Life Maker program because it, it's a fantastic way of doing that. Yet yeah, it's hard love at times. It's tough love at times, mm. but sometimes that's what you need to get you through. You know something, Keith. It's LifeMaker.me is the site, but I um when I when I when I look at my life and I look at how I've turned my life around, it's having honest conversations with yourself. But we don't. What we do is we kind of oh that's fine. I don't mind that one. You know, one of the things that I'm, I talk about as a motivational speaker is when I moved into this house and in each of the corners of the room, I'm in Somerset now. Uh, in each of the corners of the room was a spider. And I said, I don't, I, I don't get it. Each corner, true story. I said, the wife said, do you want me to get them out? She went, no, it's okay. I don't mind small spiders. I said, where do you think the big ones come from, honey? And often in life, we've got small spiders that we think we can handle and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what Life Maker is about. It's about dealing with that thing while you're at your strongest. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, just to reiterate that, again, if anyone's interested, have a look at lifemaker.me and, uh, and you'll find all the details there. Um, so, I mean, we're, 
One of the things that you've done this year, Bert, I know from talking to you, is that you've sort of had a self-imposed news blackout on on, on yourself so that you don't you don't watch or listen to the news. Yeah. I tried to emulate that. I must admit I can't do it. I can't shut myself away from the news 24 hours a day, but I do not limit myself to just the six o'clock news in the evening and that's oh. my that's that's my fix. Yeah. Um so but if you're doing that, how do you then what what do you do personally to make sure that you still know roughly what's going on in the world? Because obviously cares? some who cares? Who cares? What, what? What? Why do I? Genuine question. What advantage is there to me knowing to my life, knowing about what's going on in the world? Tell me. One advantage. In all honesty, probably nothing. Right, and this is a bit. I'd rather be uninformed and happy than informed and miserable. You know, there's going to be wars going on around the world that I can't impact. So, consequently, you are part of that machine where we're actually we're actually by by observing the news, we become part of the machine that actually encourages bad news. So, by me taking myself out of it, and I'm over six months of this now. Like genuinely, I'm over six months. Mm. I started on um, Christmas Eve. And honestly, yeah, let me be quite clear. The last six months have been challenging, big time. They'd have been even more challenging if it had been into the news. If you think about a pipe pot being filled, you know, you can't put anything more in there. So by freeing myself up, I don't know what, for the sake of this conversation, maybe 20% of my headspace has been taken out by not watching the news and these wars going on and these travesties going on that people and the mass shootings that are picked from the timeline. This is just like, you know, stop it. So be be uninformed and happy than informed and miserable. That's my view. Yeah, I I I I fully agree with that. I think, and certainly, I found that. Yeah, actually, even cutting it down, as you say, frees up the headspace that they mm. think think of other things. By the way, talking about news, if uh, regular listeners are wondering where the news slot is this week. Um, I will be doing a special episode on Wednesday in the coming week where I'll bring you up to date with what's new in the world of GDPR so that we uh, don't, you know, you don't have to wait a fortnight for your fix of GDPR news, which of course is why most of you listen to my show, but many of you listen for interesting things like we're doing today too. And that's, of course, all the more reason to be here. So Brad, um, tell us a little bit about what you think. If you had to give businesses three things that they could do right now that would really start to make a difference to what they're doing, or, you know, small business particularly, what would you say? I'm simply given that we're sort of maybe heading towards a, a, a period of inflation. Is that a time when businesses should cut back their spending on marketing, or is it when marketing becomes even more important? So, you know, in today's day and age, cutting through is so difficult. And what could happen is you can get yourself in a mindset, ah, sponsored links, that's what I need to do. I need to do sponsored ads. And sponsored ads are great if you're Pepsi Cola Schweppes and you've got a $2 million budget and you can have somebody on there on analytics. But you'll have some company over in uh, Wicket, St. Trim, telling you that they can do adverts and they do split testing and this, that, and the other. And and honestly, it's not going to work for you. If you can afford to waste money right, on on, 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 on uh, online ads, as long as you can afford to lose it, should I say, not waste. If you can afford to lose it, go for it. If you can't afford to lose it and your mortgage depends on it being a success, don't. What you need to do, and I'd say this, you know, look, I run a networking business, and, and, and let me be quite clear here. And I'm, I, Yes, I'm biased, but also I also know that this is your greatest chance of impacting for your Pound for pound, because you know whether something's working or not. Every big opportunity starts with a little conversation. So actually the idea that actually somewhere along the way, you can go to a four networking meeting and and meet 10 or 15 people and pitch your business. Not only are you pitching your business to those people, but you're also learning about yourself. You're getting over nerves. There's lots of sub sub benefits that you don't see. So I would suggest that networking is probably the easiest 
inroad to it. Both of don't like speaking in public. Well, get, you, you shouldn't be, you can't get a job, right? So you're going to have to do it. I didn't like delivering pizzas, but I had to because if I didn't deliver pizzas, I wouldn't have made it. So my advice to you is do stuff that, you know, and ask yourself this question, does it move the needle? Second thing I'd say is write down every 15 minutes what you do. And, uh, you know, because what we end up doing is we end up spending eight hours sat on a desk pretending to work and eight hours at 50% output rather than four hours at 100% output and then go and walk around the, you know, the park and go and skim pebbles with your children. Did people get it all twisted? You know, this is the thing. People under stress don't make great decisions. So if you're stressed with your circumstances right now in your life or your business or your bit, whatever, get that stress level down. Somehow get that stress level down. And I think that where we go wrong, um, is that we try to get the business working in order to get the stress levels down as opposed to getting the stress levels down to get the business working. So three kind of brief tips there for you that I believe would work. But I would always say to yourself, ask yourself a question. Does this move the needle? If the answer is yes, what needle is it moving? Sales, um, morale, you know, leads, whatever. And if it's not moving the needle and you sat there knobbing about uh, trying to create logos that you know deep down aren't going to have any impact, you need to ask yourself a question. Why are you doing that? And I think it's probably generally having built a business from nothing. And I know what it's like to sit there watching Jeremy Kyle with a flannel on your head, feeling sorry for yourself, why you're supposed to be working. Um, is that I would probably urge you to go and find the book, Get Off Your Ass, which is my Bible. I wrote that book back in 2008, um, you know, uh, and we and started my business. It's one networking, best known for, started in 2006. Um, I've been in business now for 16 years uh, with four networking, 16. Statistically, 94% of businesses fail in the first decade. So on that basis, uh, somewhere along the way, what I talk about and get up your ass at Goya, uh, I believe you know, stands up the test of time. And it's basically what you need to be doing as a small uh, micro to small business to get moving. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that, Brad. In fact, I've yeah, I've I've got get off your ass and get off your ass too, and they still have a proud place on my on my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it, it's a great tribute to both of us in a way. I guess that we're both in that six percent who survived. You know, mm-hmm. this is my twenty fifth year in business, which is, yeah, is, is is really quite something. And of course, I've got a book too. And so, just a quick promo for my book. Wish there was a simple guide to GDPR. Well, now there is GDPR Made Simple, available now on Amazon. And uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon, just seven ninety nine. I promised listeners that there'll be a competition this uh, episode because of it being our 200 episodes. And here we go. All you need to do is be amongst the first 20 people to email me in to feedback at com with which English county does Brad live in? And that was to see whether you've been listening to the last 20 minutes or not. Or not. So which English county does Brad live in? Get that right. Send it in and you'll win a prize. You'll win a signed copy of my book and one of my cushions, which I'm infamous now for now for giving out when, whenever I speak. Normally, you have to come to a paid event to get one of my cushions, but 20 of you can get one for free. Post it out anywhere in the world. Just send me your details. Do, do, with, do, where do, does Brad live? A cushion? A cushion. Why? Why? Because GDPR is the most boring subject known to man, but so I don't need to make sure that people do rest whilst they're listening to me, you know. But also, you know, one of my plugs, and I've said it before on this show, it's no great surprise to people. My One of my great testimonials from customers is, you're Mr. GDPR, you're the person who makes GDPR enjoyable. And, you know, I hope that carries through. And Brad, I'm asked, you know that, would, would you agree with that, with that as a summing up of, of me? Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's lovely because you've dominated the space. You positively dominated the space. You know, you've not gone in there and you've been aggressive. You've positively dominated it. And I think you are the quiet man. But that's the great thing about what your subject needs. 
It doesn't need Jazzans. It doesn't need a motivational speaker, you know, doing gun fingers. What it needs, it needs GDPR. It's a sensible and serious subject. But what you've done, you've, you've actually give it some brevity and you give it some fun. So, yeah, well done, mate. Excellent. Thanks, Brad. So, I, I, you know, we're coming towards time to wind up, but I just want to um, talk to you a little bit about your recent things, Brad, where you've been talking internationally as well. You know, we talked about you being the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Got it right this time. but. Um, yeah, you're now talking internationally as well, and especially about when you met Tim Peake, because I, I saw your photos on, on and, and so on on social media when, when you met Tim Peake, and uh, it's the first time I think I've ever seen Brad in all the time I've known you actually be starstruck. Oh, amazing. Keith, you need me to stop this dog barking? No, it's okay. Um, so, Keith, yeah, I mean, listen, I, uh, I've met some amazing people in my time. Uh, Dillis Price, uh, the world's oldest uh, parachutist, female parachutist, uh, Guinness Book of World Record holder, uh, Pride of Britain, Rusty Furbin, SES assault team leader for the Embassy Siege. And these are personal friends of mine. And, um, and then Tim Peake, I had a seven-course dinner uh, with Tim Peake, overlooking the amazing over at the Provenick, who was both on the, on, on the lineup. And genuinely, he's a genuinely nice guy. I mean, it was just me and him, and we was just, yeah, we riffed. And, uh, you know, it's funny because we've exchanged messages in the background and he follows me on Twitter and stuff. But, yeah, what I mean, there's been seven astronauts from Britain in the history of humanity, seven. There's been one that's been on the ISS. There's been one that's done a spacewalk. That's Tim Peake. And actually, it's, I'm, I'm actually into science. People don't realise this, but I'm actually into science in a big way, physics, quantums and stuff. I genuinely am. So it was just fascinating. And we riffed and we had some, uh, you know, there's some things that I, I couldn't repeat genuinely on here. Um, sensible operator, sensible operator. But, you know, when I think about my life, Keith, and I think if I'd not got shot at, I wouldn't have been in Spain uh, speaking a couple of weeks ago. I wouldn't have been in Dubrovnik, which is amazing. You really must go and check out Dubrovnik. It is the most a spectacular place I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and, and then I've just been booked for uh, Portugal and, um, and Las Vegas in February. So, you know, somewhere along the way, I'm an international business speaker, and I made that happen. And this is the bit that people need to understand. You know, I'm just a working-class lad from Salford, Manchester, got shot at, no qualifications, addicted to drugs twice, four years on benefits, dad left on a six-month-old who delivered pizzas. Or am I that? Or am I there? And we can choose to be a better version of ourselves, and that's exactly what we do. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and and again, I mean, I know another course you run the courses, you'll be a better speaker course, which mm. again I'm taking part in, and mm. and that I again I owe you credit to because I know it's it's brought me on as as a public speaker. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I took part in a conference this week in uh, Denver in Colorado via video link. And it's the first time I think I've ever felt really self-conscious was when the host suddenly told me that not only were there 500 people in the hall, but I, my face was on the screen eight feet high. And if there's ever a, a moment when you think, God, did I shave well this morning? Then, then, that, <laughs> then, that's, <laughs> then that's one of them. But, um, but no, I mean, yeah, again, that's opened up opportunities. And again, if anyone wants to find out about, more about being a better speaker, I'm sure they can do that as well. But where would they go to find that out? Yeah, just Brad Burton forward slash speak. Um, but do check out the Brad Burton website and find me on the socials at Brad Burton. Blue ticks on Twitter, blue ticks on Facebook. Still looking for the Instagram blue tick. And <laughs> <laughs> talk about social media. I know you have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social mm. media, but which is part of the reason why you established Network Central, which is in a way taking us back to old oh. school online networking, I guess. But I'm conscious of time and, and you know, that your time is obviously valuable. Listeners' time is valuable. So I'm going to come now to, to wrap up. But if um, someone, you know, maybe who's listened to this, or I'd like to try some of that networking, but, you know, where do I find out and 
you know, does it cost anything? Can I do the first meeting for free or whatever? Where, where do they go to do that, Brad? So check on networkcentral.biz um, and just go and find yourself a meeting. Or, and, and if you register, they'll allow you to do one free. Or if you'd like a bit of a more of a signpost, email pippa at bradburton.biz. Uh, Pippa's my right-hand lady. She'll get you orientated, find out a little bit about your business and actually where we can we can, we can put you so it's most effective. I can say, look, you know, it's um, when you go networking, it, it's not a fuel station. You don't just turn up there and you get, you, you, you know, you, you get business. I can give you stories of somebody coming along and getting a £20,000 job day one. I can give you stories of somebody getting a £35 million contract as a result of it. It's not the real world. But what I would say is the sooner that you start on this process, the sooner you get yourself there. It's a bit like a gym for business. You start going to the gym, you go, well, this isn't working. And then six months later, your looks felt. And actually, that's what this is about. Networking isn't a quick fix. But what it is, is once it's there, it's a consistent fix. And that's exactly what you need to do. So the sooner you start, the sooner you start getting start get it working. Easy for me to say. Brilliant. Thanks, Brad. So, yeah, that rounds up this episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. And as always, if you need to contact us, contact details for the show are coming up right now. Contact us on helpdesk at gdprweeklyshow.com. We hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show and that you found the information useful and informative. We do really appreciate your feedback, so please do email us at feedback at gdprweeklyshow.com with any comments you might have about the articles we've raised this week or indeed any suggestions you might have for improvements to the show. The GDPR Weekly Show is a insurance production. Please be advised that any advice given during the show is general in nature and should be not be taken as specific legal advice. You should always seek legal advice according to your own specific circumstances.